Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Frances Zelazny has spent two decades advocating the use of biometrics. She's now traveling the world as vice president of BioCatch, a cybersecurity company that delivers behavioral biometrics. And she's an honoree of the 2017 Women in Biometrics Awards. Zelazny spoke with us from Israel about her beginnings in the industry. A friend of mine introduced me to another woman in this industry. Her name is uh, Kirsten Novo. I was always interested in business and how it impacts globalization. And here was an opportunity to apply a technology into social and economic development programs, into preventing people from stealing identities, into enabling new ways of doing commerce. And I was very attracted to the concept. She joined a startup facial recognition company called Visionics at a time when few people knew anything about the technology. The company was led by one of the pioneers in facial recognition, Dr. Joseph Attic. And together, he and myself and our wonderful team um, really put facial recognition and Visionics on the map. We had several watershed moments for the company and the industry. The first one was in January 2001 when the quote-unquote Snooper Bowl event occurred and there was tremendous outcry around the use of facial recognition in public places, which really forced us as a company and us as an industry to consider the impact of biometrics on privacy and civil liberties. Uh, The second one was obviously 9-11, which saw the pendulum swing the other way. And that also caused us to really consider the impact that this technology could have on our society from a security standpoint, from a privacy standpoint. And a lot of the programs that we see today in place and that we pretty much take for granted in border control, visa, passport programs really had its roots back then. After that, the company really went on a trajectory of various mergers and acquisitions until ultimately it became L1, which was sold to uh, Morpho. And at that point, which was about 13 years later, I left and I did consulting. One of the most exciting clients I had actually was in mobile payments. This is sort of where everything came together because in the world of mobile payment, you really start to hit on the world of fraud and how people identify themselves remotely. And that brought me to BioCatch. A friend of mine actually was involved in BioCatch and suggested, given my background, that this would be a perfect fit. And in many ways, it is because it ties all of the experience that I have and really applies it into the new frontier for biometrics, which is in the financial services world. It's essentially impossible to have a conversation on payments, banking, financial services in general, without addressing the issue of digital identity and authentication. So it's come full circle. The industry has been especially good to Selazny. She met her husband at Visionics, and she's most proud of working with her colleagues to lay the foundation that helped get the biometrics industry where it is today. I got involved in the very, very beginning when biometrics and facial recognition were very far from a household term, when we did not have fingerprint readers on our phones, and we did not imagine 
using our face to conduct a transaction or crossing a border. One of the most important things that we did early on, and I want to give Dr. Adek credit for this, is to really ensure that the industry had responsible use guidelines. I would also add the other most important effort, and again, this was not mine alone, but it was really to push and make the world understand the link between identity and social and economic development. And we see biometrics today driving many national ID programs, voter registration programs. I think the India example was really a watershed one. And the promise that having an identity could really bring to all of the undocumented around the world, whether it's refugees, people in um, humanitarian and disaster situations, people in countries where the lack of ID means no school, no, no land, no access to rations or any way to really improve their lives. And I think um, we're seeing a lot of movement and progress in that area as a result of all of the work that, that the industry has done. Really because of biometrics, we're able to address and have a solution for some of the massive cyber threats that we're seeing today. And the fallout of all of the breaches is really putting into question, you know, what is identity and how do you constitute somebody's identity? I think biometrics has a real role to play. Zelazny had an understanding of the importance of identity from an early age. She's a first-generation American, and her father and his family were Holocaust survivors who had to stay on the run. And I think that that mentality drives a certain thinking around identity, who you are, where you came from. And so somewhere there's this link between, you know, trying to zero in on that. And I was always interested in international affairs and economic development, and I had done an internship while I was in college at the United Nations. And that really opened my eyes to some of the challenges that people are facing. When you see where the underlying challenge comes from, oftentimes it is a lack of identity. It really starts to open your eyes as to how such a, maybe an abstract concept can drive such concrete results for people. Zelazny and four other winners will be honored by the Women in Biometrics Awards Program November 15th in New York City. The ceremony is part of SIA Honors Night at the ISC East event. Congratulations and thank you to Frances Zelazny. And thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.